0: Monday, November 13th, having a conversation concerning today's headlines and real-life challenges. Stay with us as we apply a biblical worldview with gospel solutions to put the issues of today in perspective. I'm Tom Lamprecht. With me in the studio is author, pastor, conference speaker, and adjunct professor, Harry Reeder. Harry, I want to take a look back to last Tuesday's election. Interesting how a number of outlets are now saying that this was a referendum and a rejection of Donald Trump's politics. The New York Times actually came out and called itself the center while declaring the election a rejection of Trump's hateful politics. They pointed to the defeat of Ed Gillespie down in Virginia, the election of a new Democratic governor in New Jersey. Also, media outlets are pointing to two candidates that were elected to state governments who are transgenders. People are calling this an historic moment.
1: I think it is a historic moment. Let's take a look at this election. People say, well, New Jersey likes to elect moderate Republicans as governor is the thesis. Well, I would suggest that's not quite accurate. First of all, New Jersey is very much like the rest of America. There is a tendency after someone serves a couple of terms, the opposition party usually gets the nod in many states. And New Jersey is not a state that goes for moderate Republicans or conservative Republicans. Chris Christie, who had many conservative policies, was really a blip on the screen because he was following a Democratic governor who was guilty of gross corruption well, he's had his own issues in the governorship. He's had his own legal issues. And so the fact that it flipped to Democrat is really not that surprising at all. And New Jersey is in this Northeast conglomeration of progressive politics. Any election of anyone with any tendencies toward conservatism is really almost an aberration and very unique the individual running for governor actually is to the left of the Democratic Party, what would be called mainstream Democrats, promoting and advocating multiple issues from legalization of marijuana to socialism to health care socialism, et cetera. But the more interesting case is Virginia, in which you had the establishment Republican who is a conservative. But he is an establishment Republican, Ed Gillespie. If you laid out the counties of Virginia, what you're going to see is almost a blanket red vote for Ed Gillespie. But where you're going to see the blue is in northern Virginia and also in the Richmond proper area. Outside of that, you're pretty much going to see red throughout the state of Virginia. It's population in Northern Virginia that lives off of increased governmental resources and power because so many people who work in Washington live in Northern Virginia, and they have a vested interest in progressivism and socialism and the burgeoning socialistic movement in our country. You've seen almost a blanket vote, I think, Gillespie, probably is going to end up with 30% or so of that vote at most. But to see this as a referendum on Trump is, I think, overstating. I think what you've got is the millennial vote, the government vote, the progressive vote, the liberal vote. You have that coalition coming together in specific heavily populated areas. That's why I believe this is a bellwether state, because what you've got in the United States is the flyover country that is almost all red, with counties and states that vote Republican. But the East Coast and the West Coast, the highly dense population areas, perfect example is the mayoral election in, Handily reelected was an avowed socialist. This is a guy who declares communist dictators as his hero, Mayor de Blasio. And even though the things that have happened in New York under his initial tenure have been horrendous, and he is handily reelected. And then Ed Gillespie was articulating conservative policies, which would line up with a number of things that Trump is promoting. But he clearly distanced himself in the previous presidential election and during the gubernatorial election. He distanced himself from Trump. So it's hard to see this as a referendum on Trump when Gillespie had already done his own referendum. I don't want the president here campaigning for me. He did not associate himself with President Trump. And therefore, whoever would be heavily committed to Trump would have taken offense, likely, and not voted for Gillespie. One of the things that President Trump did... He was able to pull together general religious right, evangelicals, the Tea Party, conservatives, some established Republicans, such as Rince Priebus and others, and his coalition got him over the top and through the finish line. Ed Gillespie left out much of that coalition, which could be explanatory as to why. When he ran away from Trump, that means many with Trump would run away
0: from voting for him. Do you see anything from last Tuesday's election pointing to the election of 2018?
1: We're a divided nation. There's no doubt about it. And you've basically got the flyover states, and then you have the coastal votes, the East Coast and the West Coast, and the major metropolitan areas like Chicago, Cleveland, Milwaukee, et cetera. So that's what I see in place, and I don't see anything happening that is going to deny that analysis, and then the question becomes turnout, and then the question becomes motivation. I know that a lot of people are saying this is an indicator of a democratic sweep. I am not sure of that at all. The elections that are going to take place on a congressional basis will be in those states where counties matter not major metropolitan areas. So I think you're going to continue to see the representation from those large number of counties, in the flyover states are going to keep sending the more conservative, while the major metropolitan areas are going to send the more, quote, progressive liberals and socialists. The socialist movement in America is clearly hardening, as well as the sexual revolution. You see, the election of transgender candidates, something that would never have happened, except people are now sending a message and the loss of conviction concerning the created order of male and female and the created order of sexuality within marriage. All of that is now disappearing in terms of what people determine as important in their elected officials and in the policies of the elected officials. The left is hardening and to some degree expanding. I think the right continues as it has, so I don't see it as portending any gigantic sweep, but it is going to be a heavily contested election in 2018. Be engaged in the area of the public square, public policy. Every election is a reflection of the worldview of that electorate. So we now know something about Virginia and New York and New Jersey. It is a reflection of worldview. Remember, the worldview change we long to see is a bottom-up, inside-out worldview change, and that's a gospel movement of sharing the gospel and discipling men and women and their lives and their families in Christ, in which we think with sanity and we live with temperance and we function with the sacred embraced in our life. And that's how we treat people, that's how we treat policy. We desire to honor the Lord in all that we say and do.
0: Very so often on Today and Perspective, we have to deal with issues that reflect our fallen world. Tomorrow, I want to lighten things up, a very positive story. Perhaps one of the greatest evangelists who ever lived on this continent celebrated another birthday.
1: Yeah, we're going to talk about Billy Graham, and we're going to lighten up, but we're also going to heighten up. This is going to take us into the heights, where I enjoy talking more than anything else, and I confess a personal engagement and personal benefit, as well as my family, in terms of our relationship with the Graham family, being Charlotteans, and we'll, we'll share a little bit of insight on that tomorrow.
0: We'll do that on Tuesday's edition of Today in Perspective. As we close out, let me encourage you to download the Briarwood app. With this app, you'll have access to Christian resources, audio, video, and written resources that will challenge your walk in the Lord Jesus Christ. Simply go to your favorite app store, type in Briarwood PCA. The app is yours at no cost. We'll do stop by again tomorrow, Tuesday, as we continue our conversation and as we apply a biblical worldview to put the issues of today and perspective.